Hey everyone, John Meyer here for an exciting part three or series of this totally unscripted podcast that we did with Jeff Barr, Corey Quinn, and Stephen Barr at Jeff's house. Now I set the stage in video one where I hustled in and I put up all the cameras in the setup and we started recording. You should be caught up now into this is number three of the entire series where we have seven videos that are just capturing a natural conversation, totally unscripted at Jeff's house. In this video, we're answering the question, is Corey Quinn gonna take over for Jeff Barr when Jeff retires at AWS? I don't know, you gotta stick around and find out because that's a very interesting question. How much of Jeff's posts are edited before it's being published? What does the review process look like for Jeff? And have you ever heard of a typewriter? I'm not sure. All these questions are gonna be answered throughout this session of this video, but I think the number one is, what if Corey Quinn took over for Jeff when he retired? What would that look like? Let's jump in and find out. So Corey, I, I want to know if you want to ask Jeff the question about writing mm. blogs. Yeah. Ah. And so this was, we were chatting earlier. We were at reInvent, uh, the building, and yeah. uh, we were obviously talking about some things. And I was like, you know, he mentioned something. I was like, you should ask him that where he's <laughs> yeah. at a house. If, so I'm going to let the floor to you. And, so yeah. let me set the table. Imagine a hypothetical where you go on vacation. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. Imagine such a thing happening. Oh, I, I do it. Yeah. I, and we, I am your, and I am the temp Jeff, hired right. from some local temp agency to come yeah. in and write the blog post for you. Oh, and okay. immediately, anyone who works in AWS marketing, VR, etc., just had apoplexy at the thought right now, <laughs> midway through the sentence. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I would be heavily edited on some level. There are certain words, some of them featuring blistering levels of profanity, that would not be welcome in the blog. Yeah. How much do your posts get edited by other folks? Like, ooh, don't phrase it that way. That's not in line with branding or the messaging. Because you've written so many of them. Pretty too, close to zero. So it's great. It's pretty close to zero, for, but for a couple different reasons. Okay, so, so going way back to the beginning. So we started in 2004. So late 2004, I started my first couple posts I put online and the PR guy at the time, his name was Drew and he's actually still with AWS. He's now like VP of PR for AWS. Oh, Roger Herdner. Yeah. Oh, he's not Drew. Okay. I so, everyone. My so, so way back then, Drew was the person who would put out all the fires mm -hmm. and we didn't have the same level of PR training and certification we have today. And random people would go out and say stuff to the press and it was Drew's job to go and fix all the stuff that was not actually the right thing to say. And I saw Drew being so busy, I'm like, it would be really bad for me to make him busier than he actually is right now. So I, I very early took that as one of my like, guiding principles, is don't make more work for Drew. Mm -hmm. And then at the point when I started blogging, we realized very quickly that having anybody in the review loop for every post, like having legal or, or PR in the review loop for each post was not going to work. So we sat down for a few minutes and said, like, you know what to do, and here's a, here's a few guidelines. And they also said, if you mess up really badly, we, we reserve the right to just take it all offline and disavow any knowledge of it even existing. Jeff who? Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so probably for five years, I just had that kind of hanging over my head of like, oh, this could go away at any moment if I mess up. So I was just really careful just to be accurate and detailed and factual about everything I did. And it was there was just at one point a manager I had, his name was Prashant, and he just offhand said, oh, by the way, you do know that your blog is like one of the most important things that we do here in marketing, right? I'm like, oh, that, 
I would so you're not going to turn that. it off if I put a yeah. comma wrong? Right, right. Yeah. It, it would have been nice to know that several years earlier that they actually really liked what I was doing. It, yeah. it, it, that sounds very odd, but yeah. for like years, I really didn't get that high quality internal feedback. Like, hey, this is awesome. We love it. And going forward was always like, don't create some kind of a debacle for PR and always think about the fact that we have a, a global audience who doesn't have the same cultural background as you do, that doesn't laugh at the same jokes you do. And, and even post video some of first exposure to AWS. Ex exactly. Yeah. Like, you have to figure that that might be their one chance to, to read something. And it's the same when you meet somebody. Like, I always get these folks say, oh, I'm, I always wanted to meet you, Jeff. And it's like, so awesome. And I'm thinking, I better not like, let them down, right? Like, I, they, they somehow think they know who I am. And if I'm, if I'm a jerk in person, then like, that yeah. kind of ruins everything. Like, to be so, clear, I've never seen you like, decide to like, go after your employer, for obvious reasons. But I've also no, no, I, I really early, it's like, I'm not going to be a muckraker or a troublemaker. Yeah. That's just not my personality anyway. So. But I've also never seen anything you've written that I didn't come away with the impression that you earnestly believe what you said. So that you've got, you have oh, totally. I, I immersed myself in the, the content and I'm pretty relentless about pursuing the facts to, with the team to the point where every so often they'll say well here's how it works but maybe talk about like this instead and I'm like that's pretty obvious it's, it's obvious to me that that's not how it works and yeah. it'll get to the level of like can you show me the code so we can actually step through this together and they're like okay let's get the dev and I'm like oh so I was right and uh, I've, I've literally said like I need to see the code on this to see how it really works and like, oh, so you're, you're legit on this then. And reestablishing your, when you're, when, when you're part of marketing, you have to reestablish your technical legitimacy all the time. Yeah. It, it's just always, it's just a thing. And like, I will go out of my way when there's a new thing I'm studying to like make sure I ask them a legit but challenging question about what's actually going on. So that they're like, oh, we, we better go ask the expert about that. And they're like, oh, Jeff knows how this stuff actually works. And we're not gonna, Pull the wool over his eyes. So, do you have an editor at all, or is it you and that's it? it it's just me. No, I, I write a draft. We put it in work docs. Mm -hmm. It goes around to the teams, and the team the team looks at it, and we've we've made it very very clear to all the teams that they cannot propose new wording. Like we don't give them a word doc and turn on on change tracking. They mm -hmm. can say this is wrong or this is wrong. If like here's a rewritten paragraph for you, we actually reject it. Mm -hmm. Because each of the bloggers besides me, they've got their own background, their own personality. We want their voice to come through. And we're, we're not trying to make them all sound like me or all sound corporate or anything like that. We want Marcia and, uh, and Seb and Steve and uh, Veliswa and everybody to sound like themselves. And they all do an amazing job and they've all got their own way of, of writing things. And I don't want to corporatize them or Americanize them or Jeffize them in, in any way. What my my writing approach, which is nowhere near the level, <laughs> it's I I want to uh, more of a stream of consciousness, and then my development editor turns up that in what I've written in a single session into something that's a lot more structured ah, okay. and more or less uh, changing some slight word choices, making the flow, asking great questions mm -hmm. that make it make more sense. And I found that my writing dramatically improved when I started working. So there. when I was writing in high school and in college, I was writing on a typewriter. Do you know what a typewriter is? <laughs> <laughs> So I was writing on a typewriter, and you really have to have your words in your head ready to go before you started typing. Mm -hmm. And even though I'm very good at cutting and pasting and deleting and rewriting, that idea of know what I want to say before I really kind of set off on the journey really works out well. So I will always get the title of my post perfect before I will start on the first paragraph. Like mm -hmm. I will write it, look at it, reject it, 
two, three, four, five times if necessary. And only when I'm like, okay, that's a good title for the post, will I go into actually writing the content. Is that just for anchoring your thoughts? Or yeah. what's the... I, I, I don't, I'm just linear about how I like to work. And then I will write the first paragraph, and I, I don't rough draft anything. The, the first paragraph has to be really good before I will move on past it. And then I think the title and the first paragraph are a quarter of the entire effort somehow. I don't understand why, but I, I didn't have to actually get myself yeah. up to up to speed. I'm and then outlining. So I, yeah, I, it's and, and start at the beginning and speak until I'm done. One, once I've got that, and then like, okay, here's the problem statement, here's the thing that we're trying to solve, Here's a new service. Here's the screenshots. I, I often do that in one sitting. Just I'll, I'll procrastinate forever, and then at the point where it's like, okay, I've done all the other stuff that I really should do. It's like I, I actually have to get that done today. And just the the, the eight hundred thousand words is just a couple hours worth of just sit here and just kind of make it happen. Yeah, you were telling me that one time do you? I, I asked how many times do you write yours either in sequential order or do you write sections and put it in you. You said that you actually write it straight down, like you'll write it out and you'll in complete thought and complete sentence and going through everything rather than saying this piece will go here, this piece. Yeah. I, I write where it's like this section fits here, this here, and then I start moving things around and then I rewrite. Oh, I, I will definitely reorganize from time to time, but okay. most of that structure is there. And then often when you say, when I, I get to the point of like, let me show you the service. That might be the first time I've actually opened up the console. And then I'm literally walking through and explaining to myself as I'm explaining it to the readers. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll open the console earlier to make sure that I actually do have access to it. But I, I don't dry run it. And I'll, I'll paint myself into a corner occasionally. But I, I've done that with the, oh, back in the day when this was a thing people did, with Twitter threads, exploring a newly launched service. It's mm -hmm. like, great, here's a screenshot. Let's explore and see what happens. And I am lucky in that I go blundering into corner <laughs> cases without meaning yeah. to. But even my, uh, even my dedicated test account for these things, through random luck of the draw, has a leading zero in the account ID. Mm -hmm. And so many weird tools just tend to, oh, it must be an it, so it oh, drops really? the leading zero and other oh, things break. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Okay. Do you record any yeah, of this? Uh, that's the, my kind of luck. <laughs> yeah. I go blundering into these corner <laughs> cases. No, no, no. I was, I was, when you do it, going through and open up the console for the first time, mm. and you're writing about it, do you do that and write, or do you record any of the stuff that you're doing and then come back and write it, or is it just I, I do it as you're um, going no, I, I, I write, uh, uh, now we're going to do the such and such. And I do that, take the screenshot, okay. format the screenshot, put it into WordPress. Oh, so you format it. I, I do everything just... Literal, literal. Wait, wait, wait! Stop, stop, stop! You put it into WordPress. Do you write in the CMS? Am I not supposed to? <laughs> <laughs> Every editor I've ever had no told me screaming this. at the idea. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Um, it's in the text area box on the WordPress. Yeah, I, I literally write inside Word. So if you write in Word, mm -hmm. special characters get embedded that shouldn't, and I had a very bad experience with oh, that. Let me realign this. Let me insert a little space here. So it's four pages longer. Silence no, no, the Okay, so okay, this is a classic early Amazon story. So back in the days when before infrastructure AWS, when we had AWS, the e-commerce service, and I was really the only DevRel person that we had. So I also ran the newsletter. And running the newsletter, well, first, there were Perl APIs to actually send um, send stuff. So I had to actually like write a program to call the APIs. And the mailing list was an actual text file. 
that when people said unsubscribe, I had to like find them and delete them. <laughs> uh, we, we didn't actually have any of this stuff back in 2002, 2003. And when I do the newsletter each month, the submissions would come from different parts of the org. And hey, we talk about this and talk about this and talk about that. And I would dutifully copy them out of email and paste them in and make the whole newsletter and proofread it and ship it out to the 10, 12, 20,000 people. And sure enough, one time I copied and pasted and there was an embedded HTML character I didn't, no, it was a word character, like a mm. word like quote or long dash or something, which turned into something bad. And of course, Andy saw it and he's like, Jeff, how did this get through the process? Like, and, process is kind of a lofty term for some of these well, things. Well, yeah. And ever since then, I've always pasted through Notepad and then mm. into, into my final destination. And it turns out that managing email was Andy's first job at Amazon. You're kidding. No. I started my career as an email systems ad. I didn't realize it would be that horrible yeah. fact. I, I, yeah. I, I think it was more from like a, a high level perspective. Are you yeah. sending them? But CEO too? No, not yet. No, it turns out Andy is good at things, and I'm just noisy. But, but he was very particular about that one character, and like after that, it's like okay, now now I know his quality level, which is good to know. Yeah. And I also know like just always pass everything through Notepad on its way to to the final output. So and and since then we we had a couple bloggers try to write in Word and then transfer it, and uh, it's never it's always turned into a debacle of some sort. Or another for different kinds of reasons. A lot of ends, text, everything. Yeah. Yeah, just, links. Yeah. And the, for some reason, the tool shapes your writing in a way that it maybe should or shouldn't. Like when yeah. you're yes. when you're writing in WordPress, like oh, this feels like I'm writing for the blog. Versus if I'm in Word, it just feels like I'm writing for a different audience. If that makes any sense, but no, it absolutely does. I'm also disheartened, I guess, by just how similar my newsletter process is to yours. The only difference is replace Perl with the Lambda functions, okay. and it's well, basically the Yeah, thing. this was many, many, many years ago, and... I have not had an excuse. But, I just make... So, so when, I, when I first joined Amazon, I was on the Amazon Associates team, mm -hmm. and I owned these reports that had to be generated every 24 hours for internal use and for distribution to the associates, and I had to learn Perl for the third time in my career in order to like, make those reports happen, and... It was a real interesting challenge because the databases kept getting bigger and bigger and the reports were taking like 22, 23 hours to run. It's like, well, we'll get to 24, we will get permanently behind and yeah. we can never catch up again after that. And this was this was pre-EC2 and pre-scalability and it was like, we just have to keep making this run The size of the thing to being too big is just a punchline at this point given that how capacity has done yeah. in the last 15 years. Yeah, but but back then it was a, it was a big scary thing. Yeah. The reports didn't run, the associates didn't get their 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 like statement for the day that said this is how how much traffic you did and how much money you earned and mm. it was like it was like a step two level of yeah. panic and that was the first thing i did at at amazon i was like dev manager for these reports luckily my manager knew that i was also very excited about web services and said like spend some of your time helping out that web services thing that's going on okay i hope you enjoyed number three of this seven part series of unscripted at jeff Barr's house and afterwards, I have to tell you, we had some pizza and beer and we really enjoyed ourselves just hanging out and doing a whole bunch of stuff. But you're not going to see that because that's stuff we're going to keep to ourselves. Now, in the upcoming video number four of this series, we're talking about AWS cost allocation and can you put emojis into the tagging structure? How many driver's licenses does Jeff have and how is this data being validated? 
Chicken scratch to text conversion. If you can't read Corey's writing, nobody can. Uh, running onto the streets of San Francisco and meeting Jeff. It's like the streets of Philadelphia. I don't know, but I seem to meet Jeff everywhere I go. And he's in, either on the streets or at AWS summits. So it's really cool to run into him. Uh, are the foundational skills set in IT missing? And how do you explain data centers to others who haven't seen one? Also, what happened to the early EC2 instances? Stay tuned for video number four coming right up.